Hello and welcome to the most educative financial literacy podcast. It's an exciting time to learn financial literacy with Tumishe. Thank you for joining in. Stay tuned. Good day, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode and uh, book review. Today, with our book review analyst, Precious um, Okorodos. And also, we are reviewing today is The Asset of Money, The Financial History of the World by Neil up to you, Precious. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Tumiche. The Financial History of the World by Neil Ferguson. Bread, cash, loot, call money whatever you like. Money matters. It can break you, it can make you. It was the circle of devaluation that turned Argentina, the sixth most richest country in the world in the 1880s, into an inflation-eating basket in the 1980s. Behind each great historical phenomenon, there lies a financial secret. Money magnifies what we humans are like. Through behavioral finance, you got to know that when you have money, and you'll be so happy, and when you don't have money, you can be very depressed. Even a country can be really depressed when there's no money. So money is the root of all progress. The ascent of money is very essential to the ascent of man. Mm-hmm. So, Neil Ferguson, he'll call money planet finance. And planet finance is beginning to dwarf planet Earth. And planet finance is spinning so fast. Every minute of every hour of every day of every week, someone somewhere is trading. And so financial innovations are evolving. Now, Neil Ferguson brought this book. I, I love this book. I recommend it for you. He brought this book trying to tell us about how history can play its role, or how finance played a big role in history. Yes. So he was able to bring history, finance, stories together, these elements together to bring out this great book. I recommend this book for you as a finance student. And even if you're not a finance student, I also recommend it for you because it's easy and simple to read. Also, if you love stories, if you love history, I would recommend this book for you. So what exactly is money? Is money paper, gold, silver, or even the chains of label? How did money get to the level whereby it's now invisible, like electronic, just like numbers we see on our, on our screen? Where did money come from and where is money going? The best way to understand money is to find out its origin. To understand present things, we have to look, okay, what have been happening? The history, what have been happening? So the best way to understand money, the best way to understand these uh, financial institutions we see around us is to understand its history. And that's why this book was broken down into the rise of money and credit, the bond markets, the stock markets, the story of insurance and the real estate market. And he did not forget to include international finance. Now, the rise of credit and money. Imagine a world without money. The communist society will say that goods and services will be freely available. And in our own society, we will say that the arrangement of the society will not be based on money regarding the rich and the poor, the, the poor country and the rich country. 
And we also discovered that the wrong desire to accumulate money will also disappear. Yet, no communist society, not even the North Korean, found this practicable. You know, the Inca tribe, a tribe we're going to look in the book, you, the time forgot them. They believed in this ideology that we can survive without money. And so the tribe depended on nature to survive. They had no reason to think of tomorrow. And because of this, they had no concept of the future. They had no concept of money. And so they had no concept of the future. Unfortunately for them, they lost their men while trying to fight for scarce resources, whereas they could have engaged in commercial exchange. Now, the Unka tribe, they were not all that sophisticated. Let's look at a, a sophisticated society in, the, in South America 500 years ago. They lived without money. They are called the Inca Empire. They appreciated the rare metals they had, the precious metals they had. Until a man came and saw beyond this thing. He saw beyond just these metals as just silver and gold. He saw it as money, a unit of account, a store of value, and a portable power. But this man had his loss for this money, his loss for the gold, it could not be satisfied, and so he constantly produced. He produced more, and that's where we, come, we found out about the rich hill, the money mountain, where they produced this money. They produced a lot of money, and it got to a time that the supply of the gold and the silver was more than what was demanded. They were just producing, producing, thinking that the more they produce this gold and silver, their society will become richer. They did not know that. It doesn't make your society rich, rather it just increases the price of things in your society. Also, they also had the wrong mentality towards money, thinking that the gold that represents money and the silver that they assumed to be money was absolute. Then what exactly is money? Money is trust inscribed on whatever. In our country, we made use of carries before, and now, Yes, and now we are making use of print, pr printed papers. Now we trusted in this paper. Like I cannot just bring a, a paper from maybe a paper from my book and give to you, and I'll just write fifteen error take, and I'll give to you as money. You know, you will not accept it. It's because you trust in the real fifteen error note you see, the hundred error note, the one thousand error note you see, and that's why you call it money. It's because you trust in these financial institutions, and that's why you ascribe what they do, the the bank transaction they do, you ascribe it to be money. Now, money is trust inscribed on whatever. It should not be limited to just gold. It should not just be limited to just silver. The 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 ascent of money, the first ascent of money, was well, is money and credit. No credit, which comes from a Latin word, mean, means credo, meaning I believe. Going back, money is trust inscribed on whatever. Now, the best relationship of money is the lender and borrower's relationship, but its foundation is on the credibility of the borrowers. You know, as we go on, the major thing we see is trust, trust on whatever. Now, if we don't trust that our borrowers can pay us our money, but which is the credibility of borrowers, we will not lend to them. We will not give them their money. And that's what resulted to loan sharks and Shylock from William Shakespeare play. 
you know, the loan shark, they saw that the number of debtors outnumbered the numbers of creditors. And so they, they picked on it and they discovered that these debtors, they could not pay or the, the risks of them paying, they had... They could not pay on time or fast. So there was a lot of risk involved in it. And so per week, they can charge 25% interest on it. And for the Shylock, he asked for pounds of flesh from the shorty. The man has stood as shorty for someone that was borrowing money in case the person cannot pay back. This may seem really, really cruel in our society. But this also applies to us, to this our world, in our present world, whereby a man has a lot of money to feed a nation, a country, whereas there are people that are still there that cannot even make, that's struggling to make a dollar each day. How can we resolve this issue? We can resolve it through lending and borrowing. Remember, the best relationship of money is through lending and borrowing. You do not have to think that these people are cruel or or they are or the world is unfair we should understand that there are financial justifications for what they have done firstly it was the risk they were entering into will these people be able to pay me back my money and secondly you know banks they will not give money to debtors that they know they cannot pay so they took on this privilege to put high interest on things now money does not literally make the world go round but it makes people food goods and services go around. So where there's money, wherever there's lending and borrowing, you see a lot of people located there, wherever there's money. Take for example, see Lagos, see Abuja, there's money in Lagos. And I see there are people there, as in, so they'll say power to the bankers, power to those that have money, and not power to the bankrupt. Now, the bank made a very, very great contribution to this credit, to credits and money. They were majorly into taking money from the idle rich to the industrious poor. They were not limited to just borrowing money, but they accepted, they accepted deposits. You know, in the days to come or in history, we have seen that a lot of banks came up and they folded. Now, there's this bank I appreciate really so well in this book. It's called the Medicine Bank. <laughs> You know, they were able to learn from history and past the mistakes. And guess what they now did? They made their bank bigger, whereby they diversified in the things they were doing. They accepted deposits and they were able to learn. You know, I told you the best relationship of money is lending and borrowing. So this bank, they were able to diversify, lend and borrow money. Also, they were able to there was a disadvantage at that time. There were different coins happening then. And so people would just relax. If you don't have my coin, I'm not going to borrow you, borrow money to you. But these people, they believed they saw the advantage in the disadvantage, whereby they were not able to trade different coins. And so that's how the bank was able to survive. Now, the bank plays a really, really special role in the ascent of money. Followed after the bank, we have the bond market. You know, the early 500 days of um, Bill Clinton's presidency, his campaign manager made a remark, I quote, I used to think if there was reincarnation, I wanted to come back as the president or the pope or a basketball hitter. But now I want to come back as the bond market. You can intimidate everybody. 
you can intimidate anyone. That was his remark. That was what he said relating to Bond. Okay, now let's see what this Bond is really all about. Now, the government and large corporations issue bonds as a way of borrowing money, excuse me, from a broader, excuse me, from a broader range of people and wow. institutions than just the bank. You know, in those days, we're just limited to a little, you remember I told you that under the credit and, and money history, that these loan sharks were able to exploit these people. Why? Because there were not enough institutions. So that the bond market is available, giving us the privilege to have money from not just the bank, but from even people. Now, how what resulted to this bond market? In those days, there's what we call, they had war. <laughs> A writer would say, war is the father of all. And in this book, war is... War is the father of bond markets. The war existed really well in those days. And the government would not like to engage its citizens in the dirty work of going to fight. And they'll come back before you know almost all of them are dead. So they employed military contractors to loot treasures from their rivals. And how would they pay these military contractors? How would they be able to pay them before they go on their mission? They needed money because war was kind of a little bit constant at that time. And so they needed money. So how did they resolve it? They went to the citizens and the people. And you buy the bond from the government so I can give them cash. You replace it with cash. In your mind, you say, what's my business with the bond market? But I want to tell you that it affects you in one way or the other. Part of money we invest for our old age, ends up in the bond market. And also, the government is the most reliable borrower. That's why I see they'll say the bond, when you buy bond, it's the most secured and everything, because they are reliable. And so because they are reliable, the long-term interest rate for your for this your country's economy is set by the bond market. So whether you like it or not, the bond market matters. And the bond market can make the government and can also break the government can make the government and it can also break the government you know big gross one of the world's largest bond fund manager he said that the foundation for all markets in your country is the bond market is the bond market bond market determines a lot the bond market determines a lot so you should not neglect the bond market. You know, it was also the bond market that contributed in Italian rebirth of the art work. So we should not neglect the bond market. So now after the bond market, we have the stock market. Okay, so now we have money, the credits and money. We have the bond market. And we have the stock market. You know, the stock market, after, you know, the government, there was a time that the bond market was really poor. The government had issues and everybody was withdrawing their share and some people, their bond, sorry, and people were trying to sell it and stuff like that. So the companies felt like, okay, let's take, let's learn. That's history. They learned from the bond market and they were able to issue shares to citizens, to people out there. And so, so that they can get money and invest in their companies and make good out of it, make profit out of it. So the stock market, it's a good market. We're not just limited to just the bank. We have the bond market. We have the stock market. Now, when we have money, how can we increase our money? How can we save our money? And how can 
we secure our money. That's why we have the privilege of the bond market and the stock market. Now, immediately after the stock market, we come to the story of insurance. You know, it was a great fire of London that created demand for insurance. As we have been reminded by the financial tumors that the future is really unpredictable. So we have to save for the raining day. And that's the simple question that, com that, that comes, are you insured? The world can be a really dangerous place, you know? Not many of us get through the world or through life without a little bad luck. How should we deal with risk? And how can we deal with this uncertainty of the future? That's the introduction of insurance. So it's important that we look at the aspect of insurance to save us from calculated, from, to save us from risks, unforeseen futures that we can not understand. Now also we'll go to the real, the real, the real estate. Remember, credit and money, the bond market, the stock market, the real estate, the story of insurance. So now we are in the real estate, the real estate. You know, they say there's, there's what they call save as home or save house. Yes, meaning that you can lend to somebody. You can it's, it's advisable to lend to someone that has property than to lend someone that has property because by the time they cannot pay, you have something to fall back to. And so the real estate market is unique. The more money you own, or the more you own, the more property you own, the more money you will make. Um, in this book, they, they put real estate as in, they use the monopoly game to describe and explain more about the real estate, about investment in properties. That's why it's so sad that men that are meant to have, that meant to own houses now, do not have one. It's very essential you own a property. You know, money goes and comes, comes and goes, but land is immobile. So we need to learn to invest in properties. Now, the international, the rise and fall of international finance. You know, finance, like I said, behind each great history, there lies a financial secret. It was finance that was able to convert. Yes, technology was involved, but it was finance. You need money to finance these technologies, like these technological innovations. So it was finance that was able to turn the largest populated countries, like China, one of the largest countries, populated country like China, into a, a great economy, a great country through finance. So the importance of finance. I would like to conclude by saying that we have money. Oh, there's money everywhere. We have different institutions like the bank, like the bond market and the stock. We should learn to make real real investment or wise investment. At the same time, not neglecting insurance in the properties you own and also investing in real estate that matters. Once again, I would like to tell you that I recommend this book if you want to learn the issue of how the stock market came about, how the bond market came about, the rise and fall of each of these markets, and how it translates to what is even going to be happening today in our world. The rise and fall, you know, market will definitely rise and to fall and to rise again. So it's not that it's going to close, no. But these things translate, tell us, okay, it can dictate for us what is going to happen today. You get. Mm -hmm. yes. So in conclusion, 
remember the rise of money and credit. We know that a world without money will become worse and not too good. And the bond market, it determines a lot in your country. It determines the government, also the government's fiscal and monetary policies. For the stock market, it matters a lot. It's a way for you to grow your wealth and to accumulate more wealth also. And for the story, are you insured or are you waiting for your government through the tax paid to come and secure, to come and help you when there's when it's the raining day? And also for your real estate, I would advise that any house you are building or you're going to any real estate, it should be quality and you should learn to maintain it. Property is very important. It saves you a lot. And also the rise and fall of international finance. You know, they became really known because of their finance by John Law. I would like you to go and learn about that man also. He was a, a major character in this book when it comes to international finance. So the ascent of money. I want you to know that history plays a part in everything. You know, first of all, started with credit, like we have to learn money and the bank came in to, um, to continue that legacy. And the bond market also came in lending, came in also lending and borrowing. So the best relationship of money is lending and borrowing. That's how you become rich and better. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Precious. Um, really appreciate your time and um, for um, the ascent of money. We are made to understand that, yes, very you know, is 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 trust that is attached to anything. So you need to understand that to summarize it all, trust is a currency, so which is Thank very you. important. So get more knowledge and God bless you. Thank you very much.